What does the Missouri Chamber Music Festival and trivia have in common? Well, whether you feel you have a monopoly on some great answers or you're willing to risk it all with some wild guesses or really you don't even have a clue, you and your team will have a great time at a fast-paced event sponsored by the Missouri Chamber Music Festival, and it's a trivia night November the 10th. to St. Louis in Tune, and thank you for joining us for fresh perspectives on issues and events with experts, community leaders, and everyday people who are driving change and making an impact that shapes our society and world. The show is co-hosted by Arnold Stricker and Mark Langston. Our guest is Nina Ferrigno. She is founding member of the Boston-based Calix Piano Trio. She's also been a featured soloist with the St. Louis Symphony Orchestra, Boston Pops, Boston Modern Orchestra Project, and has appeared at Tanglewood, the Carolina Chamber Music Festival, amongst many others. She's the founder and director of the Missouri Chamber Music Festival, which just completed its 13th season and is on the teaching faculty of Washington University here in St. Louis and Webster University. Nina, welcome back to St. Louis in Tune. Hi, Arnold. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, you just completed a successful 13th season. What are some highlights that that jump out to you? Oh, it was a great season. Our programming was what really stands out for me is the first concert of the season, which had Bryce Dessner's Murder Ballads. Mm. And that was just a really inventive piece and mixed instrumentation. We had percussion and clarinet and bass clarinet and flute and strings and piano and and it was just a great it was very exciting i think that's one we (laughs) talked about before the season began when you were on last time that you were kind of looking forward to that one yes yes and it was definitely a dream realized to be able to get that to the concert stage we also had done it's very a piece that dbc had written for narrator and it was the Chanson de Belletite. And actually, in its original form, it should have had a mime hmm. and narration. And this very feminine ensemble of two harps and two flutes and celeste. And that was how we ended our season, actually, season 13. And that was really interesting, interesting performance. <laughs> that instrumentation sounds like something Debussy would do. He- yes. That yes. kind of ethereal sound. I'm not saying he does that all the time. It's that kind of, that instrumentation really rings to that in, in my mind and my ear. And he, the subject of all the poetry was, was sapphic Greek poems about love between two women. And, and so it was like very, just the whole thing was very interesting. <laughs> the uh, 14th season coming up. Uh, what I'd like to do is talk about your November 10th uh, event. And that is in kind of a a kickoff for your 14th season. I want to talk about the 14th season. And then you have something here, the adult chamber music intensive that I'd like for you to talk about that people can get on their calendar. So let's talk about this November 10th event. It's the Game Changers Trivia Night. So talk a little bit about it's not going to be a regular trivia night, is it? It is, in essence, but we've made it a theme around the thematic programming of season 14. So we're interpreting that for the purposes of Trivia Night by having things be around our favorite games and board games and things like that. 
And so we're having a pretty wide range of trivia categories. And did I mention there's a silent auction, which will have some really, I think, unique to our chamber music festivals, unique to us, and that we'll have some house concerts and some experiences that will be on auction. But we will have music-related questions and we'll do some side games. You can purchase mulligans. There's a wine pool. Now, and, now, what's a wine uh, pull? I've been to a lot of trivia nights, but I've never experienced a wine pull. Oh, a wine pull is great. So we have a table of wines where each wine is, you can't see the labels of the bottles. And it's $15 and you just grab a bottle. And okay. the one thing, you don't know what you're going to get. We have it differentiated by red and white. But um, one thing you know for sure is that you're not getting a bottle of wine that's valued at less than $15. Everything is on there is at least $15. Some really nice bottles in there too, going up to $80. So you could be enjoying quite a nice beverage with your brought food for the evening. I guess I was visualizing a, a cork pull versus the wine pull. That How fast oh. can you pull the cork out? Or So I love what was written about the trivia night. Whether you feel you have a monopoly on great answers, are willing to risk it all with wild guesses, or haven't a clue, you and your team will have a great time at this fast-paced event. The team with the best board game-inspired table will win a highly rated new board game to keep the fun and teamwork going long after the Missouri Chamber Music Festival Trivia Night is over. And folks, tickets are $25 per person or 200 for a table of eight. Bring your own refreshments, bottled water provided, no password needed to purchase. Simply click the link to secure your space. Reserve your table now or you may be troubled to find it sold out. So how do people get in touch with getting a space? If you head on over to our website, which is mochambermusic.org, the landing page will give you a link to purchase tickets. So all that information is there. And yeah. And this is a fundraiser for you guys to bring in internationally acclaimed uh, artists and musicians Mm -hmm. to perform some of the music that you have. So highlight a little bit about what the 2014 season will be, Uh, the 14th season and the 2024 season. 24, right. That's right. So it is season 14, and we're calling it Game Changers and the Music of Our Surrounding. Most of the programs are devoted, most of the composers featured on each concert are in some way groundbreaking composers whose effect either through innovating a new compositional style or a new instrumentation had just long-lasting effects on either performers or uh, composers who came after them. I'd like to highlight the last concert of the 14th season, which is our fourth concert on Saturday, June 21st. And that's going to feature the world premiere of Mokum commissioned work by Florent Gis. And it's called Experiments in Augmented Banality. So we are taking a look at how we express what's happening in our surroundings, physical surroundings. Also featured on that concert is a piece by Caroline Shaw called Thousand Orange, in which she's fascinated with this idea of artists, visual artists who've painted 
how many still lives of how much fruit over mm-hmm. how many hundreds of years right. and and how that kind of gets how do we see something fascinating and new in in this everyday object or this everyday thing and culminating that concert is all leading up to Piero Lunaire Arnold Schoenberg's seminal groundbreaking 12-tone work. And we're joined on that concert by the soprano Jana Beatty, who is someone that I've worked with a long time from my Boston days. And she is currently a professor of voice at Yale. And so she's coming out to join us for that concert. Other concerts, and that concert will be a free event held at the Mildred Lane Kemper Art Museum. And there's so many things I'm excited about in season 14, including our Mocha Morning Music concert, mm-hmm. which will be, I'm working backwards here now, yeah, yeah, uh, Wednesday, June 19th at the Desley Concert Hall at the 560 Music Center, part of Washington University. And we'll be doing music of Brahms and Stravinsky and Missy Mazzoli. We're also featuring on our second concert, which is Thursday, June 13th, works of Robert Schumann and then Gabriella Lena Frank. And Schumann's Piano Quintet, which is what will be on that concert, it was the first, Schumann was the first one to think of putting a piano with a string quartet. Really? And yeah, and this whole genre of chamber music was born out of that, his great good idea. And and featured on that concert is uh, Gabriella Lena Frank's piano quintet, which is called Ghost in the Time Machine. And it's a really great work. And kicking off our... Season is uh, Monday, June 10th, and we're going to be featuring music of string quartet music of Haydn and Caroline Shaw. Wow. Got a big lineup. Yes, yes. And also featured on that first concert, kicking us off, is songs by Johannes Brahms being sung by the Italian mezzo Benedetta Orsi. And and Benedetta was... uh, featured on season 13 and it was just she's amazing and so we're super excited to have her come back do you have maybe it's the wrong wording but do you have difficulty or challenges in getting artists to come in or because of the reputation this is most likely because of the reputation of the missouri chamber music festival people are yes i would really like to be involved with that next season is is that how you approach these things, or what's the way that you gather the artists to and the performances of, of what you're going to do? Yeah, that's a great question. It's this organic process of yes, all of the above. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so I, I, it starts with a vision of the season, a vision of the music, but that for me is never far from who who is on stage doing these things it's asking whether certain key people can be involved whether their schedules will allow for the trip to St. Louis or even with our local people whether their schedules allow for them to be able to rehearse and do those concerts and then getting it all tweaked it's like starting with a big circle and it gets narrower and narrower until we finally lock it all down with people 
places and pieces. Gotcha. Now, so, I, f- I found this adult chamber music intensive. It reminded me of adult chamber music camp. And Yes. And I guess that would be the how you would lay that out. But that's going to be in next summer, July 29th to August 3rd. And that's right. The deadline's coming up April 3rd. Talk about that a little bit because I, I, f- I found that very interesting. I guess if you play and then you either you have a group or you could be in a group, this is how this would work? Yes, absolutely. Um, so this has always been a, a, a program of Missouri Chamber Music Festival. So this will be our 14th year of having okay. ACME, which we, we like to call it. And yes, so if you, we initially joked that it was like a chamber music dating site. We were trying to get people, if you played an instrument and you wanted to collaborate, but it was, you didn't really have a network of getting together with people, this would be a great, a great thing to try because you could come on in and get paired up with different instrumentalists and have a week of full chamber music immersions. So we have faculty presentations and we have, we have this thing which we call we have master classes throughout the week. So you're, you come to the camp ahead of time, what piece you are playing and you know who you're playing with and who your coach is going to be. But once there during the week, you can just read chamber music with all of the participants. And so sometimes what comes out of that is that you've got people saying, Hey, this was really great. We started this on Monday and we'd really like to play it for someone on Wednesday and then do it in a concert on Friday. We offer a lot of opportunity to collaborate, have fun, play chamber music, learn new things. We have faculty presentations that are about practicing or about, we even had one a few years ago that was done regarding improvisation and doing, getting out of your score, getting, feeling free to, to make things up. And it's just such a fun, fun week, really. How important is that interaction and collaboration and how well people get along in the performance of chamber music? I think it's very important. Definitely when you're talking about so-called amateur musicians who are not relying on their, these concerts for their income or their livelihood, you definitely it's just all about having fun and communicating and trying things. And then when you're in a professional setting, it doesn't have to be so personal in terms of I don't have to love on a personal level the people I'm working with, but to be able to really feel very sympathetic and feel like I know them in a very special way when we're listening to each other and making music together and making those musical decisions together. It's to be able to build those that sense of community mm-hmm. in in a very first rehearsal is just priceless for for then having really exciting and interesting performance for all involved. Yeah, I could see that professionally it's you're here to do a job and you're here to you're a professional mm-hmm. musician and but man if you really understand the other person and you get mm-hmm. along very well it would seem to me aside from the professionalism, that the music would be much more, I don't know, intense, flowing, free, true. Yeah. I may be yeah. wrong with that, but. 
Because professionals no, are professionals. You do, right, you do absolutely. the job. And I think that's what's so exciting about chamber music, that when you are collaborating on that level with people, you find my favorite performances are the ones where we all went out and it something new happens mm-hmm. that hadn't happened before. And you all can feel it and you all and we definitely feed off of the energy of the audience. And it's just yeah, it's a really vibrant art form and something I've devoted my life to and I just yeah, want more people to be bit by the bug. The chamber music bug. Well, folks, get bit by the chamber music bug, first of all, by going to the November 10th Trivia Night Game Changers, and that's going to be at the Heights in Richmond Heights, Friday, November 10th from 6 to 9.30 p.m. You can get more information at mochambermusic.org, mochambermusic.org. Nina, thanks for coming on and talking about this, and let's get together again before the season and discuss again your insights as people have practiced and you mentioned everything that was going to happen on season 14, but uh, I know let's give a big crescendo into the season and uh, okay. get that going. Okay. I love it. Thank you so much, Arnold. I really appreciate being able to talk about Trivia Night. That's all for this show, and thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can listen to additional shows at stlintune.com. That's stlintune.com. And please consider leaving a review on Apple or Podchaser or your preferred podcast platform as your feedback helps us reach more listeners and continue to grow. Thanks to Bob Berthesell for our theme music and co-host Mark Langston. And we thank you for being a part of our community of curious minds. St. Louis in Tune is a production of Motif Media Group and the U.S. Radio Network. Remember to keep seeking, keep learning, walk worthy, and let your light shine. For St. Louis in Tune, I'm Arnold Stricker. <laughs>